Blog Talk Radio. Back on live, y'all know the vibes, man. PSA Hip Hop Man, it's your boy Three and Watts. Watts, what's good, my G? What's good, my G? What's good, you know, you know the vibes already, man. Um, let's get right into this, Watson. Obviously, if you're new to this show, we always we, we always um review albums and hip hop. We try to we try to anyway. You know, sometimes we might miss certain things here and there, but for the most part. We do try to stay on top of albums that are moving or albums that we like itself or albums that we may not be feeling, and we're just going to talk about it, right? Um, obviously, if you go to this channel, um, shout out to Mickey Facts right quick. He is rock with me and watching for a while. If y'all don't know, Watson and Mickey Facts are comic book nerds, so they have their own personal relationship on some nerd-ish with comic books. That's a different story for a whole different day with those two over there with that. I was just joking, man. And obviously, Mickey Fax and me and Watson have chopped it up by hip hop, about battle rap. You know, when Tay Rock and I think Jay Mill was coming out, when Jay Mill was coming back to shine, we had a good conversation about that and everything. Um, Watson, when I called you and told you about Mickey Fax warped collages, can you tell the people what I said to you, sir, when I first called you about the album, when it dropped? You said you wanted to review the album because it's an extremely dope album. Production-wise, lyrically-wise, he was like, this was an album that really we really needed to review because it just hits all the high-water marks on what we like about hip-hop. And also, you and I are, are very big on new producers, whether it's J.R. Swift, whether it's Nicholas Craven, and obviously we got me and you got introduced to another friend of the show, R.J. Payne, um, obviously, his in-house producer, P.A. Dre, does a lot of things for him, Watts. Um, what is your take on P.A. Dre as we talk about the, the album itself, about his production on this project? Obviously, the production we know from him working with R.J. Payne, but for him and Mickey Fax to lock in, what do you think about this as, as production-wise? Well, that's what the review is going to be. As we go through the songs, we'll be able to give our take, but I've always been a fan of P.A. Dre because I've been a fan of R.J. Payne's work the past two years, and that's been his producer of choice. So I know what he's capable of. Uh, I hadn't heard him with a different MC other than R.J. Payne. So to him, with Mickey Fax, and to see what he was going to bring to the table, I was very curious to see what was going to happen. So that is why I I was very happy to uh, check this album out and review it. Did you look at P.A. Dre in a different pocket compared to the beats that he might lace R.J. Payne compared to this particular project once? No, I didn't. I had I didn't have any expectations. I, I came into this project with an open mind, and I just wanted to hear what they was going to cook up together with the collaborations. All right, Maji, let's get right into this, man. Warped collages. Um, we have the warped intro. I do like how they put all the protest talk, you know, Minister Farrakhan talk, coronavirus talk. I was wondering if Mickey was going to actually rap because he let this is three minutes, almost four minutes of just experts, um, basically, and just him audio of, of events that happened in 2020. What's your take on the warped intro, Mr. Watson? The first voice you hear on the warped intro is Amy Goodman from a show called Democracy Now. I immediately knew who it was because I watched Democracy Now. If you are a progressive leftist like I am, yes, that is my politics, you would know exactly who that is. He's, he used her voice twice on this. This was basically news clips about this year, about just the tragedy and the horror of what this year was. But then as there was horror and tragedy in this year, there was also positivity that came mm-hmm. in Mickey's life that he addresses throughout mm-hmm. the album. So I thought yes. this warped was really highlighting what this album was going to be about because every news clip he was playing had relevancy. Mm. Uh, let's get right into this, Watts. Um, next drink, Collages, um, very soulful beat, in my opinion, Watson, from P.A. Dre. Um, new father, grew sharper, smooth author, 
writing these shoes with true karma. He talked about dropping out of college. You know, my mama told me to move smarter. Yeah, later I'm speaking at Harvard. My son trying to stand on his legs, grabbing my wrist, lets me know he's handling pressure. He can get it. And I would say this, man, listening to Mickey on, on, on these joints, you could tell him being a new father. Cause he, I'm, I'm, and I don't know how many children he has. I don't want to go in that back too much. But you could just tell he's talking from a brand-new father's perspective on a lot of joints on this particular song, man. Talk to me, Watts Collages, man. I thought this was super introspective. You know that's a word we always mm-hmm. use that yes, is a part of the show. show. I thought I yes. thought this was an extremely soulful beat by Pete mm-hmm. Dre. Like you, you, the soul was oozing out of the speakers. Um, I thought this was some powerful verses from Mickey Fax. As you said earlier, uh, Mickey Fax set this shit off crazy. You know, new father, grew sharper, smooth author, writing these hues with true karma, real man judge of actions and view honor, and have no problem becoming a doomed martyr. Dropped out of college, my mama said move smarter. Years later, I spake at the school. Harvard. I mean, that's how he set it off. That yeah. set the tonal for just some incredible wordplay. I thought this was a super ill, super ill song right. to set it off. All right. Next song, Watts Alive, featuring Terrell Mackey. Um, like I said earlier, I feel like I'm repeating myself again. You can tell the birth of Mickey's son has him looking at the world at a different light, a different perspective. Um, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if he's firstborn, but just certain things he was saying, man. My son Nap in the bed with us, restless slumber. He'd be sweating. I'd be cold. I need the extra covers. I thought this was two solid verses from Mickey Fax. Here's a question I ask you, Watts, before you give your assessment on this song. What do we do on Mickey Fax when we just talk about MCs itself in the game? Uh, Mickey Fax was on the Double XL 2007 cover with some of my favorite MCs of all time. When we do our 2000 appreciation, those MCs are going to be on my 2000 appreciation list. And Mickey Fax is on that cover. Um, one of the things about Mickey Fax is Mickey Fax seems like he has to remind people that I was, I've been in the building too with all your favorite wordsmiths, all your rappers yes. who get busy. Word. I thought on this, I thought on this album, he reminded people who may not have known. Uh, if you if you're familiar with battle rap, Mickey is one of those guys who can actually go into battle rap, put a put a great performance in. I felt yes. his beat DNA, and um, mm. and then he can also keep wow. his craft. You know, he can also keep his craft uh, top notch. So um, this first of all, this beat by P. A. Drake was just incredible. I really yes. really felt it. I thought this was a super fire beat by Mickey Fax. Um, as you know, you know, Mickey Fax had a new kid. So you know that's the bag and perspective he's speaking from. I am a yeah. father now. Yeah. So when you said mm-hmm. our son nap in the bed with us relentless slumber, I remember that. When my daughter my daughter would mm-hmm. hate it to sleep in her just always be in the bed with her. You know what I'm saying? So I understand like yeah. the perspective I understand the perspective he's in. So, you know, when he said he'd be sweating, I'd be cold, I need the extra covers, yeah. working on mouth, trying to perfect the colors, praying that it's not overlooked and it'll get, and it'll get discovered. So he's already letting mm. you know that, you know, I have a body of work that y'all are praising MCs for, and it's time for me to get my flowers. And I'm just going to say, uh, so far, he is giving us great lyricism, great yes. uh, perspective, pain, mm-hmm. Rap mm-hmm. and uh, just dope so far. So far, the first two songs and are just home you, runs. And I would say this also to add on what you said, Watch, to piggyback on what you said, bro. I also look at the album cover at all. The collages, you know, you see his, his baby, his, his significant other on there with him, his son on there and everything like that. So that kind of tells me the tale of the tape where, where Mickey's at right now in his life. I mean, Mickey's, I'm more older than Mickey. Right? Yeah, Mickey, you can't big bro us. You, you know that, Mickey. We love you, my dude. Um, so he's an older person. I have responsibilities, a woman, a child. So, you know, he's not with the play play, so to speak. He's on his call, man. You know what I'm saying? To say the least. 
Um, next one, watch A minus. Now, this was the first joint Mickey dropped off this project. Obviously, I just thought this song was crafted so well. I know we all, when we hear people go into the A minus or any kind of letters bag, we start thinking about Papoose. If you want to go Saigon, cool, but Papoose really is the first person I think who the culture really credits that, really. But Mickey got off on this joint. This beat is fire. Five different sounds, five different types of living. MC, investor, mister, to my missus, provider for my son, mentor with the lyrics. Like, he is rhyming on here, son. Like, people worth get judged by it. Look to celebrities, B-list, C-list, presently the independency of being this top-notch entity you credibly. Like, Mickey is rapping on here, man. You know what I'm saying? Birds flock together. If you don't question who I will, I will. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? I really like this joint a lot, man. And I think this is the, the um, right song he went with for the first joint off this project, man. Talk to me, Watts. When I heard this song, I said, Mickey went on a lyrical exercise. I thought he effortlessly spazzed. And the reason why I have to say effortlessly is because Mickey's always been nice. He's always been an ill MC with wordplay, double meanings, double entendres. He's always been able to do that. He showed that in battle rap, and he's showing that on this song. Um, it's amazing because the first three songs that we picked, we both highlighted the same exact verses. I don't know why the verses you highlight and the verses I highlight, why do we <laughs> highlight the same verses that we wanted to speak on? That happens a lot, though. That happens a lot. No, because, the way, cause, because it's like, you know, you're picking the same thing because how you said, you said five different sounds, five different types of living. MC, inventor, mister to my missus, provider for my son. This is the third song in a row Mickey is talking about the impact of his son, which is great because, oh. you know, sometimes you never, for example, yeah, future got all these baby fathers, all these baby mothers, kids, and, and you know guys who, who have a lot of kids, but you don't hear them be so, that, that how, how meaningful right. it is, that every time he's written to them, First three songs we talked about, guys, and, and that's or guys like Drake, and that's or guys like Drake who hide it, who hide his son, who push your teeth to let us know he have a child. The, the perfect example. The, the look at that. that's a perfect example. Drake who had a son and wouldn't tell the world and just kept putting out music. Mickey has a son. He can't stop writing about it because it's that impactful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I really appreciate it. So when he said provider for my son, mentor with the lyrics, the plus sign is vivid. Get it? Then you finish. Phonetic wise, reminiscent of you sniffing, use your mouth just like Semitic. This is wicked. Like he was really rhyming. And I really like that this, yes. this, there was some deep inspiration. You know, basically, you can't go nowhere because of coronavirus. So you're in the house, you got this new kid, and he's just writing these rhymes. And you got this new life that, you know, when you have a new life, you have to, you have to literally watch it 24 7. You know, people don't say that. Like once you have a new kid, it's just, that's it. Mm-hmm. You have to constantly watch it. Watch your child for 24-7, nonstop, and it basically overtakes your life. They become the most important part of your life, and they overtake your life. And when Mickey was writing, this is his reality. Right. You know, we always talk about people's reality in the streets. They do this, you do this. Mm-hmm. Well, Mickey's reality in the streets right now is Ed O.G. style, be a father to your child. And that's exactly your what child. he's doing. Facts. Point, fam. Great point. Um, next joint. Uh, what I got here? Um, pardon myself. Uh, color. Pardon me. Color. Color. Now, was this introspective Mickey storytelling Mickey? Mickey was talking about a youngin who couldn't get a job because of his dress urban and stuff like that. I thought the hook was solid, Watts. I swear this song gave me a Kanye West late registration graduation kind of vibe. And I swear I thought Kanye was going to start rapping on here. I like this song, Color, a lot, man. Talk to me, Watts. Mickey said, you know, hey, PSA boys, y'all always talk about storytelling bag. Yeah, I got one. Right, right. Storytelling leaps, leaps from the lyrics. Like you hear it, it stands Mm -hmm. out. Uh, Combined with a powerfully dope PAJ track. Listen, man, PAJ, Mm -hmm. you have not missed at all, at all. You know, Mickey sets it off. 
This is a story based in racial category, fictionalized, but I'm going to make it allegory. Close your eyes because this is a tale. It's self-explanatory, mandatory, that it gets told to capture glory. Like, dude, he's rhyming. Like, he's really rhyming. The rhyming, like, if you want to hear MCing, he's showing you the MCing. And like you said, telling introspective bag. Another dope song combined with just superior production from P.A. Dre. Hey, uh, Federal Star, since you were trying to bug out on the word allegory, isn't it funny that Royce Apple's name is Allegory and Mickey Fax also has the word allegory in one of his lines? Neither here nor there. Let's keep it moving, watch. Um, next song, my guy, Angel and Demon featuring Ross Koss. Now, when I spoke to Mickey Fax off air, I asked him if there any features on this particular project, and he was very excited talking to him about having a Ross Koss feature and the first person I thought about was you, Watson. Let me tell you why. When you and I always talk about West Coast rappers, even though I don't want to box him in just as a West Coast MC, because you know, it's funny. Sometimes y'all criticize me and Watson for being just New York bound, but this guy, Watson, loves Crooked Eye, one of his favorite MCs, and Ross Koss also. So that's the first person I thought about with my brother Watson. Now, is this a good meets evil type of good guy versus bad guy type of joint? I love the hook on his joint. I like his joint. Um, I like how Roscoe sets it off. His voice kind of threw me off a little bit, but this beat is very wavy from P.A. Dre. I like this version. It gave me like a Lucifer kind of Jay-Z feel to, to this kind of song. I'm very in love. Yes, Mickey Fax. I told Mickey Fax on Twitter, I am in love with the second beat. I think the second beat is crazy. I told Mickey I wish he would have rapped on this beat on a dolo joint. You know what I mean? But, and the piano on here also is fire, man. Talk to me, watch Angel and Demons featuring Ross Koss. Angel and Demons featuring Rossi Kazi, a.k.a. top three lyrical rapper from the West Coast, to me personally. This is me personally speaking. I think he's one of the all-time great lyrical MCs in the history. I'm just saying if we're talking West Coast, he's one of the all-time great MCs, period, but I'm just saying in West Coast hierarchy, I have him as a top three West Coast MC. Now, when he set this off, I was very happy. Like, because I immediately heard it was Roscoe. Roscoe, you know, he sets it off with high intellectual lyricism. This is a very creative concept track that I really appreciate. I think this is a smooth, laid-back P.A. Dre beat. Um, this is a concept song. So in a concept song, it's, you have to be creative. So once again, Mickey Factors hit us with a completely ill storytelling song, and now he's hitting us with a collaborative, a collaborative song with one of the all-time great MCs. And this is just, like you said, a very, very well-put-together creative concept track. Okay. Um, next song, watch Red Flags. Um, one thing Mickey has done in the features is he decided besides Roscoe's rapping on this, on this particular project, the features are going to be Roscoe's only one rapping. And I'm going to have female vocalists, you know, just harmonizing or singing on the, their vocals on the hook type thing. Right. Letting the, let the track breathe with a female singing on it. Now, what I like about songs like this is you can talk about a woman. You can have relationship talk with a woman on the hook and the song doesn't sound so Drake-ish in my opinion. And the title of this song kind of tells you the tale of a tape watch, Red Flags. It's kind of self-explanatory. Um, I like Mickey Fax's second verse on here. And another dope storytelling song from Mickey Fax. Watch, what up, man? Red Flags, man. Red Flags. And like you said, what, what immediately screams out? The vivid picture he's painting. This is a storytelling song about a toxic relationship. I thought it was another great beat from P.A. Dre. I thought Mickey was checking all the boxes for an MC, storytelling, introspection, lyricism. Everything we say we like about Joe Budden's mood music, like this is what we say, why we like Joe Budden's mood music, because he talked about stuff going on in his life and introspective and storytelling. Well, guess what? Mickey's giving us all of that on this. He's giving us all of that. This is another dope storytelling song with another dopey from P.A. Dre. Wow. Dope, 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 dope. Um, next song, my guy, Sold Out. Wow. 
Um, like you said in the intro, before you started rapping, that he said people thought he just popped up and had a you know silver spoon in his mouth, you know, because he might not be the bang bang shoot 'em up MC like everyone else, you know, that that's that's popping nowadays, right? Um, I think this beat is jazzy, wavy, and boom bapish all at the same time. Was I love the horns on here? This is my second favorite joint on this particular project. Um, before Aubrey had the Draco, fans were searching for me like Carmen and Diego. Uh, three dope, dope, dope verses by Mickey Fax on this particular project. I really like this third verse. If y'all really, if y'all have not heard this song yet, man, and y'all go to that third verse, man, you will not be wrong, man. Talk to me, Watson, man. Sold out. Man, this is a super ill jazz beat, man. I want to agree with you on the horns. I just felt the vibe of this gave me tribe, freestyle fellowship, diggable we'll planets in we'll terms call. of just the production. Um, it was we'll uh, I, I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was super dope. Um, Mickey. And then, and then, like you highlighted some of Mickey's lyricism. I mean, just listen to what he said. He said, "Sleepless night, staring at a BlackBerry screen. The thoughts of fame had me on amphetamine. Never took the pill, but still had better dreams. Climbed the ranks and escaped rap's mezzanine. I was in college, tracking Plato, but I was so poor it was hard to actually stay. Though that was so ill to me. Yo, like he was hold on. Was that wasn't that his opening bars? Wasn't that his opening bars? Yes, yes. Word. Yes, man. And it, and this is what this is what is a theme throughout this whole album. Mickey sets Mickey sets off every song and immediately captures my attention. Every song he starts rapping, it, I'm immediately brought in. And man, I'm telling you, man, P. A. Dre was in his. He was in the, he was in the lab. I don't know what he was doing, man. This beat is incredible, man. That's all I could say. I love this beat. And then Mickey, then Mickey, this, you know, this is a standout song on a standout album. Three verses. You know what I mean? Um, next song, watch the A remix. Um, this is basically a minute and 26 seconds of Mickey Sax just rapping. And I'm going to ask Mickey Sax when I talk to him. There was, a, a, there was supposed to be a particular artist that was supposed to be on a remix. I don't know why that, and I was told by Mickey Fax, I'm not going to say that person's name, one of your favorite MCs, leave your hand, leave your hand over there, watch. Um, yeah, what do you talk about the A remix song? I thought, it was, I thought it was a dope verse for Mickey. I thought it was a dope lyrical verse for Mickey. That's what I thought. Like I said, it was the shortest song on, on the album, but it was dope. It was Mickey rhyming. Another joint is the last song, Watts 2020. Another one of my favorite songs on this project. I love, I think it's the Gladys Knight sample they got on here, man. Yo, P.A. Dre, man, you are a monster for this soulful-ass beat, bro. This is one of my favorite beats. I got that, that, I got that singing in the background. Just grabs my hip-hop soul, man. This sounds like a joint that Raekwon and Ghostface Killer would appreciate, in my opinion, if they heard this song, man. Um, the same day I saw my son coming out his mama, Kobe Bryant left us with his daughter. Talk about bittersweet. Now my son connected to this trauma. Depression really on us. Vanessa still in mourning. Like, I ain't hug a person in so long. He's talking about the coronavirus and everything. Nick Cannon apologizing and colonizing. I'm advising. Stand by your word or shit gets traumatizing. Who's going to protect the black woman and the black skin? Who's going to protect black women from black men? Yo, sisters, man, listen, man, for all the talk that people denigrate, you know, shame y'all and everything like that, man, Mickey Fax's last verse when he's saluting the black woman is some rhyme of the month type Kendrick Lamar complexion type of vibe, in my opinion, man. I really, really love this song, 20. And when I say I love this song, I really, really rocks with this song, 2020, Watts. Talk to me, brother. I think 2020 is a very powerful recap of 2020. I think Mickey addressed the horror and tragedy of 2020. I think it's a powerful, powerful introspective song. I think this is a masterful song. I also think this is a five mic song. 
I think this Agreed. is one of the best Agreed. songs in 2020 that addressed Agreed. 2020 in a way that I really, really, it, it really connects home. So, you know, at the end of the year, uh, Mad Skills and Uncle Murder do their 2020 recap, and they say all this kind of stuff. Well, I'm going to just say Mickey beat y'all to the punch, and he did it in a very clever, soulful, heartfelt way. I thought he addressed everything. This ended this album off perfectly. This is a five-mic song. Wow, I agree with you, brother. All right, Watts, I'm going ahead with it, man. I've been, I've been juggling my brain to give this a certain mic scale because I don't think I could go wrong either way. Um, this project dropped a couple of days ago, and I've been, it's been, it's been in rotation, and it'll be in rotation. So for now, Watts, for now, I'm going strong, and I mean strong for mics. For Mickey Facts, man, strong, strong. That's not saying it could be four and a half. Now, listen, I'm juggling a four and a half and a four mics because it's just, it's just marinating on me right now. But I'm going to go four, strong four, man, strong four. I'm going to give it an initial four and a half mics because there's not one complaint I have about this album. There's no song that I don't like. I don't wish anything on any song. This song uh, it, it it hits every check mark that I think an MC should have in his repertoire. It's it's on this album. It's shown. So to me, my initial straight out the gate reaction is this is a four and a half mic body of work. It's going to be very interesting again now because watch we're winding down now. So one more month to our anniversary show of the album of the year. What are we going to do with Mickey Fax in 2020, bro? What are we doing? No, Mickey Fax is going to get his flowers like he's getting his flowers now. I'm not going to let you put a project out. Let me tell you something. Every project we talked about this year, this nine times out of ten, it makes honorable mention or it makes our list. Um. We both, you gave it a, you, you said you're fighting between four, strong, strong four and four and a half. And I just straight up said four and a half. Absolutely no question. We're going to talk about this. It, it, I don't think, you know, he, he's, we've heard all these hip hop albums and we've heard people talk about coronavirus and we've heard people talk about the Mickey's 2020 song has been the best description of this year than everybody so far. And everybody has tried to throw it in the coronavirus bar. Wait for it. I like this project more than Nas King Disease Project. I uh, I totally understand you. And and like and, and of course, for different reasons, people are not going to understand that because when they hear Nas' name, it's automatic. The comic boys. You saying the comic boys are going to go crazy? No, 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 no. That's not how. This is not how this is working. We reviewed Nas's album. Nas made a certain album to cater to a certain demographic, and that's and, and he was very happy with what he did. And guess what? It did what he wanted. He got his Grammy nomination. He's going to get his Lifetime Achievement Award for this album. Uh, he wanted to connect to the youth. So whatever they wanted Nas to get for the album, he's going to get it. Mickey Fax's album to me, I enjoy it more. It, 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 it appeals more to me. First of all, I think the lyrics are deeper. You want to go, go there? It's better than not. That's what I'm album. saying. That's what lyrics. I'm saying. Yeah, man. Let's be clear. Like, 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 it's a better rapping album than Nas's album. Content I, better. Like, I'm come on. Type of so, time. like, you want to go there? You can't. I can go there. So, I, you, come on, man. If I'm giving the four and a half mics, I'm saying it's better than a lot of stuff. Mm. Wow. All right. That's what it is, man. Shout out to Mickey Facts. Shout out to P.A. Dre also, man. P.A. Dre, man, you know, you know, I'm glad we're, we're, you and Nicholas Craven are two producers, me and Watts, and J.R. Swift also are producers that we really keep our eyes on, especially going into 2021. I want to keep this momentum that he has, you know what I'm saying, with the soulful beats and everything like that, you know? So I'm going to say what it is, about, Let me say this about – hold up. Hold right. on, let me say this about P.A. Dre's production. I think this is one of his best produced albums of this year. I, agree I think with that. it was almost a flawless produced album. I really like 
where they went production wise. Mm. All right, that's what it is, man. Shout out to PA Dre. Shout out to Mickey Facts or Collages. Y'all go, y'all go peek that, man. You know what I'm saying? All right, Watts. Let's go ahead, man. Appreciation time, man. We are going to Harlem. Yes, we're going to Harlem. Obviously, when we think of Harlem, you want to go McGruff. You want to go. We did appreciation for Big L. Um, we know about Mason Bethler. Is that you, Bethler? In my Jim Jones voice, right? Um, but there's another guy in Harlem, man, former high school athlete and high school basketball player who did play with Mason Bethel, right? Um, I'm not going to lie to you, man. This guy is one of my guys. I remember interviewing Crooked Eye a couple of years ago. Why? So he was asking me what he didn't really understand too much why we gravitate, New York gravitated to this one particular group. And when we think about this group is the – Head Honcho, the H-N-I-C, in my prodigy voice of the Dipset movement. Um, when I first heard Confessions of Fire on a DJ Clue tape, I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I pee inside my grandfather's orange juice and ask him if it's tangy when I'm angry. Uh, when Eminem does go in that gruesome bag, I do believe it's a little bit of early Cameron, chubby Cameron-ish. Uh, watch, I say killer Cam. Jossie, Joe, Spacely, Sprocket, you say what, my G? You can fool the rest of the world, long as New York know. That's the first thing I think of. You know, you can fool the rest of the world, long as New York know. It's a cam verse. I don't know if people know where, where, where I'm quoting from, but <laughs> that's one of the messages cam has that stick to my, that, that stick into my membrane. His takeover freestyle, come through, shoot up your mm. crib like the professional when he just signed the Rockefeller. Mm. So let me just say this about Cameron. Mm. Cameron led one of the most significant movements in New York City history in terms of a rap crew. He led the Dipset Diplomat movement. It was a movement that was very, very, very influential. It, it, it changed how people dressed. It forever changed mm. the, the vocabulary and slang to this day. Mm. I talk in terminologies they use. Cameron <laughs> Giles. Cameron uh, Giles is a rapper. Don't get don't get it twisted because he lost that battle to Meg. Don't let that get you confused. I okay. Hey, tell me, tell me, tell me. It hurts me that you. It hurts me that you said. It hurts me that you said that, and I have to agree with you that Mace really be Cam because there's no way in hell. If you're out here battling Jay-Z, Nas, and 50 and holding your own, you should be losing the mix. But go ahead, watch. Right. So, so for the current, but if, but overall, Cam is, you can't tell the history of 2000 hip-hop, late 90s, early to the mid-2000s hip-hop, without Cam being at the table with all the greats. He is someone who all the greats had to get into verbal warfare with. He is someone who just had an impact on New York City hip-hop, which went global, that is really hard to describe. But Cameron is one of the – is one of the – Big was going to sign Cameron. No, no I love Cameron this, this is the conversation. This is the conversation I want to go into because – Let's be real. It's kind of, this, you know, since B.I.G.'s, the death of B.I.G., the passing of B.I.G., pardon me, we've learned a lot of things. We learned that Big was a big fan of Capone, or Capone and Noriega, and he's a big fan of Cameron Giles. Obviously, you and I know the story with um, Lance Un. I stabbed Un and all that, J.D. said, right? Um, Un, who was Big's manager, so Cam also. How do you think Cam and Big would have, would have sounded together to watch in 97, 96-97? Uh, I, I think they would have been fired. I think, like I said, history. when Big died, history changed. There was so much that was going to happen in hip-hop that just never happened. And what happened was, you know, the entertainment thing collapsed. Even though Kim gave us, as far as I'm concerned, a, what are we giving SDE as an album? How do you how do you rate that's an entertainment album? What how do you rate that album in Cam's discography? Dog. 
I got it as a four mic album, a four mic, a, a solid four. We'll talk. Um, let me tell you this. I have it as more than a solid four. I have it as a super strong, a super strong of four mics. This has songs on here that okay. I really loved. Um, you Boy, one of your favorite songs on losing 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 weight with Prodigy. That's one. That's one of your favorite songs. No, no, no. That's on. No, no. That's on SBE. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sports, drugs, and entertainment. That's oh, I thought, I thought you. I thought you. My bad. My bad. Watch. I thought you were going in on uh, confessions. Um, with three five seven and Glory and Mason and all that. The first album. What is up? My bad, bro. No, I I uh, Euro stepped that album, but for no reason. Why? I, you know, Wait, no, see, that's what I'm saying. Why are you Why are you Euro stepping that album? No, no, no. I I told you I Euro stepped it because you talked about it when you talked about that that okay. that song he did before. Them was doing all that crazy stuff because you had talked and, about it. I was like, ah, right, you went in there, but and, since you want to go to and camp, also shout out, wait, shout out children of corn. Are we gonna shout out children of the corn with Cam, early Cam, Mace, Big L, and all that? Like, do they get a lot of love? Do children of the corn get love, or they're like DITC, we know them, but they don't really get a lot of love. Children of the corn should not be compared to DITC. I'm, let me just say that they shouldn't be compared to DITC. <laughs> they don't have enough body of work and the, and the MCs are just not there and at that time when Cam was rapping with Children of the Corn Cam that's when Merce was actually Murder Mace and Cam was not the Cam that we know but Confessions of Fire have a five mic song called 357 that he has another song that he has with DMX called Pull It That Me and You Love and I'm going to tell you this right now and this is a fact that's my joint Horse and Cabin Pull It with DMX. DMX I love that joint very slept on collaboration and I'm and I'm going to tell you this right now. You, I, have, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I'll tell you now. Horse and Carriage is a five-mic song to me, and it was my anthem in New York. Really? For that, that time okay. I was out. Okay. When he was like, I get you that shit, that Gretzky skate on. What's that? <laughs> ice. Yo, ice. that's short. Yo, yo, I loved Horse and Carriage. Yo, you want to talk about when Clue first made that on his make day? I was like, this shit is Fire. Um, and remember, Cam had pull it, and he had three, five, seven. So Cam was crazy in '97. Crazy in '97, mm-hmm. man. People used to fun on Cam. And Glory, so, and Glory was my joint. Also, I gotta plug Glory. Glory is my joint. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Yeah. With, 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 with niggas on when eating. Who's on that song? Yep. So, yep. Um, Thanks, but man. I will just say this: the, the cover of the album is pause. That's a pause <laughs> of the album, B. And, and you can never get away from that. You know that, and I know that. You can't be on the album cover looking like that, B. All right? <laughs> I don't even know who that was about. Yeah, Karen, well, I don't know what the hell was about, Sam. Like, work on, like, like, you know what I mean? Um, but, yo, the second album, also, also, hold on, we got to talk about, um, Mace not being in the video. That was really big. That was a big conversation in NYC. That was a but big Mace deal. Mace was not in, you know, Boston Carriage. That was a big deal. That was a big deal. Because Mace went to King for being in the video. Mm-hmm. And and Cam, and Cam was like, whoa. So that kind of threw him off. Because, you know, videos got yeah. budgets, and you're like, damn, you're going to break me? I'm trying to make my album, and you're my childhood friend, and, and I have to pay you to be in my video? Mm-hmm. And we're on the same air. Right. You know, I, I saw that. I, um, I will say also to Camps to Camps credit also I like the fact that even though Mace might have been on horse and carriage, Cam didn't really need Mace to hold his hand like a la Bleak with Jay Z or something like that. You know what I mean? Cam Cam was his made you know what I'm saying? He didn't really need Mace next to him to pop off, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Um what do we think about sports shows entertainment? Uh, Sports Show Entertainment has one of your favorite camp songs, and it has a couple of my favorite camp songs. A camp song that I love that was produced by Killer Cam himself is That's Me. That was my joint. I don't know why, but the Hold on. Cam was just... That's the joint when he goes, Jimmy, I'm going to get you up out of 5'8", or some shit like that. Um, yeah, Jimmy, I'm going to get you up out of 5'8". He did. He did get Jimmy out of five eight, so he did say that in that one. And he did keep his words. I love that album. I love that song too. That's me. I didn't like. Um, I didn't like. We mean the world to me that much. The first single, 
the first single didn't really do it for me too much. What means the work to you? I wasn't too big on that joint. But there's so many other joints better than that single, though. Oh, uh, my hood. My hood was a dope joint. Produced by my David. hood is way better. My hood is way better than um than uh, what means the world to you. And shout out to Dame Grease also. Anytime I can say Dame Grease name on the show, I'm always gonna plug that guy because I think he's one of the most slept on producers in hip hop history. So shout out Dame Grease for real. Um and of course the classic all time arguably Kim's greatest verses where I'm from with Dutch and Spade. Yes, powerful, powerful. Powerful. That's right there. And of Rampage course, with me. Like them joints, them collaborations with Rampage, with EPMD, and LL. And that, them kind of songs, like they are very slept on when people go into the collaboration bag. Like those joints don't get talked about enough. Strange Fruit. Now, them kind of joints, though. Now, tell me, tell me, tell me why Losing Weight meant so much to you, the song Losing Weight. That beat is fire, man. That's still, that's still um, prime prodigy, man. That's, that's before SDE prodigy. You know, that's like murder music prodigy still right there, man. That beat is fire. Cam held his own with P on that verse. I wish they had two more verses. That's how much I love this song. That I wish Cam would have stood another verse or that or both of them, man. That joint is fire. I'm gonna go here, man. I was talking about pull it with Cam and DMX on Confessions album. I like losing weight way more. Even though Cam you did part two, which then pop off, and then you did part three, last project you did this year or the last year, the last project you did, but there's nothing like part one with P, man. There's nothing like part one, in my opinion. Even the song with Old Dirty Bastard, the violence song. I love that song, too. You know what I mean? I love the ODB joint. You know what I'm saying? What was your take on his first Rockefeller album? Now, see, this is when he's out of Sony. He got out of Sony, right? I going up in Sony, smack men like they smack him. People around like their only children or something it's like that. He was on that bag. Now, when Cam was it was Cam was a free agent, and he was let's be real, man. You and I salute Fifty Cent. You know we had conversations about Fifty versus Wayne and everything like that. We are not going to sit here on the show and discredit Dipset in the mixtape era. All we watched because they were really at the forefront also with the G Unit, in my opinion. But like a lot of people try to front on Dipset. Dipset in the mixtape era meant as much to me as what 15 of them were doing. But they did. I mean, it was really a part of my everyday rotation. Yeah, it was G-Unit and Dipset. Yeah, I mean, and, and I was faithful to both. Faithful to both. Yep. I mean, yep. I just thought Kim had streets. I thought G-Unit had the streets, but I, 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 they both had the streets. They both had the streets, man. I, there's no debating that. Um, yeah, man. But so, I, I thought I thought when he was lyrical, rhyming up all the Rockefeller beats, lyrical exercise yeah, and man. all that, the blueprint beats, when he, just when Cam was rapping off, this 2001 we're talking about. So Cam, 2002 yes. So Cam is rapping off a lot of them um, blueprint beats, man. A lot. And, and, murder and shit's also. my favorite, and one of my favorite all-time Cam freestyles ever is Cam's Takeover Freestyle. It was hosted, it was a mixtape yeah. hosted by DJ Envy. Yeah. And this is when Cam was Woo. like, he signed to the rock. Woo. And that's when he was like, come through, shoot up your crib like the professional. Uh, you know, when he broke that down to let everybody know he was coming to the rock, it was, it meant everything to me, man. I mean, everything to me. Now, I want to say something to the about rock now. Come home now. I want to come home. I want to come, I want to, um, I want to acknowledge something about this album that I don't think people realize. Just Blaze and Kanye West are all over this album. He got to combine mm. six Just Blaze Kanye West songs on this album, and you got a Jay Z feature. Like this is a serious album, man. Um, Wait a minute. I need is your... Welcome to New York, New York City. Is a New York City joint yeah, with yeah, Jay Z. Yeah. When we talk about anthem songs, yeah. anthem songs from New York City. How come it's not talked about heavily like New York, New York by Ja Rule, Fat Joe, and everything like that? Because no, no, it's not the beat at all. It's because no promotion, no promotion. Holding, 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 holding
with a video Hope, of this song out. Hope act like this song never happened. Hope act like this song never happened. If Cam and if Jay Z would have gave Cam that look for this video, boy oh That'd boy. That'd be dope. That'd boy, be dope. Oh boy. Produced by Just Blades, and it was and remember, Hove made Cam come to him and ask for the feature. Made, mm-hmm. Like he made him do that. Like Hove won that battle of who's the boss, who you literally right. run this. You gotta come to me yeah. to ask me to humbly. If you don't need me and you could do it all on your own, put your album out. But no, you came to right. me and asked me to. On your album, no, and that's what happened. Can I, can I, can I back up real quick though? If someone want to ask you a question about, you and I are big fans of Band from TV, right? How come we don't talk about Cam's verse too much on Band from TV? We salute Nature's verse. It seems like Nature gets the more love. Why don't we talk about Cam's verse. verse on Fantastic Four Part Two? Why don't we talk about Cam's verse on Fantastic Four Part Two? I think he had the best verse out of the locks and fabulous in Nature, in my opinion. Whips and chains, no, so, all traditional, so, like he was. Killing that shit. I love that song. Cam got some features that's under the radar watch that might not have been globally fire, but for guys like me and yourself, it meant a lot to us. Would you agree with me on that? That Cam has a lot of underground joints that might not have touched, you know what I mean? The mass is heavy, but you and I had it in rotation. Yeah. Yep. What do you think about the Come Home With Me album? What's your take on that album was? Were you big on that album? I think it's a okay, so I, I think it's a dope album. Uh the song Come Home With Me is one of my favorite Jim Jones, Cameron, um Really? Jules Santana songs of all time. Of all okay. Okay. time. Um okay. I think this beat is incredible. I remember when I first heard this and just I listen man, I this is one of my all time favorite Dipset songs with the original members on it. Just come home with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, another song that was getting a lot of uh, love was The Rock with Beanie Siegel and Memphis Bleak, produced by Justin. Yo, what did you think of that song? Yo, that's what Cam Beans and Jay, uh, Cam Beans and um and Bleak, right? Yes. Your answer, right, Cam, was like um, yeah. being in love like the 14th of February, playing like July 1st, right before I slide off. It can sound like that, uh, something like July 4th or some shit like that. He was saying, yo, Cam murdered that beat, son. He murdered that joint, son. That's another joint no one talks about. Like I'm saying, Cam has joints under the radar watch that if you're not in the know, you just gloss over it. You feel what I'm saying? But they really meant a lot to me. I, like, I, like you said, man, I put I I, I had them said high in the mixtape era, man. I love G Unit era, of course, but I love the Dipset era. I thought this album was okay. I mean, oh, oh, I mean, let's be real, man. Old boy really got him out of here. Let's keep it real, man. Old boy really got him out of here. Like that and Hey Ma were dope singles for him, for him to get commercial success. Like Cam, Cam had two back back-to-back singles off there. Now, was I a big fan of Hey Ma? No, not really, but I know what it meant to the club scene and what it meant for him. He's coming up two big songs. That's probably one of his most successful albums. Would you agree with that? I think this is his most successful album. I don't think it's one of his most successful albums. I think this is Cam's most successful album, without question. Right. Um, Purple Haze, though. I thought Purple Haze, I, I enjoyed Purple Haze more than Come Home With Me, though. What about yourself? No, absolutely not. No, I didn't. I did, I I did like not. I more did more not enjoy Purple Haze. <laughs> I love Purple Haze. Not, not at I all. I love not Purple at Haze. All. Haze. God, I love Purple Haze. Okay. Four mics. Okay. Four mics. Man, I ain't going to hold you. Solid four mics. Yo, he, had, he, he got two beats from Kanye. He got the hit makers on Down here. Out. Oh, yeah. Yes, man. So let me ask you. Okay, yeah, what man. about Down and Out? No, tell tell me about Down and Out. What did you feel about that song? <laughs> so good, right. So good, right. It's cool. Okay, I, like I, I can tell you what like to say something about it. Wait a minute. Are you, are you about to stop? <laughs> I'm just plugging this song, you know, my G. Now, now, now let me talk about. Let me say something mm-hmm. we did not talk about. 
To this, I will always be flabbergasted at how when Nas went at when when Cameron went at Nas, how it just felt like Cameron was just broken him, man. Like really, now, hold on. I, I gotta really, throw this claim on. I gotta throw this claim though, because when we say that, I always want to plug this though. Cam did not take a shot at, and I'm, I'm not saying you did this, but Nas. I need people to know that Nas took a shot at Nori, Cam, and Nelly. On Power on the Five, he was wilding on these dudes, and that's what caused the friction between Dipset and Nas. Look at that. has to be highlighted. Uh, yes. Um, but, boy, once the Dipset decided to ride on Nas, man, it was – Nas was subliminally dissing them up until 2006. Put a, put a barrel in the capo's mouth. You know, like, he, he was going at him. He went at Nas on the Major Look remix. I mean, Nas went back at him on the Major Look remix. Like, Cam really – Cam is somebody who can get under the skin of the greats. And he got under the skin of Jay-Z, Nas, and 50. And they and, and he got under their skin. You know yep. what I'm saying? Big time. How are you the king of New York and you wearing chocolates? Jay straight chocolate up with People talk about me wearing stands in the beach, but I'm in the beach. I got a bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like – Cam made them respond. And and, and let's be real. Cam held his own against all three also, man. So let me ask you something. What was was going on through your mind? You got to love it. When he went at at Jay-Z like that and shook the street. I laughed. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a hard joint with Max B. It was a hard joint with Mammy Max B. I thought the joint was fire. One of the most left on. I think we spoke about it. When we did our show a couple of years ago on favorite diss tracks, we talked about that song. We highlighted that song. It's one of those, one of those joints. And let's be real, Cam's personality and charisma alone, he's geared up for beef like that. I think Cam likes that shit. His personality alone warrants that type of back and forth. He likes he likes that shit. We know Cam got slick talk, man. You know what I mean? Curtis, let's be real. He got Fifty Cent called his album Curtis because he called him Curtis. When it's having a back and forth. Listen, he had 50 cents. You know what I mean? Right. He also had Jay-Z diss track specifically to him on the Kingdom Come album. Like, Cam got them to respond to him. So, no, and and, and listen, Jay-Z, a couple of years ago, when he did that absurd concert where he's charging $1,000 for people to go see it, but him and Cam finally reunited and then welcome to New York City. And I felt there was was no energy in that crowd and was they didn't understand exactly what, what was being seen. Like, in any regular hip-hop uh, circumstance, Jay and Cam doing Welcome to New York City would be an earth-shattering move, m- moment. But when you, got a, when you got a bunch of people who, who, got, who can afford to be in some area like that, they didn't understand what they were looking at. Let's be real. But, um, let me get to another Thanks. thing about Cam. So Cam, Cam brings us Dipset. You know, because of Cam, I know about Jules Santana, Jim Jones. Jim Jones, Jones becomes his own in his own right. You know, um, and then Cam brings introduces me to one of my favorite MCs. He introduces me to Jr. Oh, the writer of all writers. Yeah. <laughs> so when you get to Killer, so when you get to the Killer season era of Cam, this is when he's 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 rocking with a. He's rocking with, with, with J.R. Ryder Yo, in them. You know what I'm saying? Fam, that killer um, season intro is five mics, bro. The killer season are intro. Are you going to get 40 Cal his flowers? Are you going to get 40 Cal his flowers? I don't like this joke of 40 Cal too much. I'm going to keep it tall. I'm going to be real. I don't like it too much. Don't shade the 40, but you know what I mean? I like Cam a little more on them joints. And what about, you know, Cam had a lot of shots, man, going at Rockefeller. So, and not, and that's the problem either, man. What he said, um, so how would the Cam say? What the Rock the Mike saw because he was on the show or some shit like that. He spoke about that also, man. Anyway, yo, we also got to highlight Cam was he made Pink a phenomenon in 2002. Did he not? In 2001, 2002? Um, not, not, okay, so let me just say this. Not to <laughs> me and you. Let's be clear. That had he was doing it, but it had no impact on what we thought. That wasn't going on with me, unless unless you're telling me you went through a pink phase. Because I know I did not. 
Why did he want to leave? Why, what was Vado's reasoning for wanting to leave him? Vado said, I'm stuck. I'm doing nothing. Remember that? Remember yeah. when Votto started giving him interviews talking about why he wanted to leave Cam? There was like he felt it yep. wasn't going anywhere. And at that time, he watching French Montana get all this love by rocking out with Rick Ross and Khaled and all of them. And he's like, hold up, man. What, what, what's going on? Yeah, but uh, hold on. What's to be fair, Hold on. To be fair, though. French Montana was never really known as a lyricist, so he was able to make those kind of songs that Ross and them and the South Brothers would like a lot. You know what I mean? Compared to Vado, who's a straight raw lyricist, compared to French Montana. But you're saying he should have never left Cam. What exactly was Cam going to do for him during that period? I just think he made better music under Cameron, music-wise. I agree. The music was better, but... It was it wasn't going anywhere. That's what I'm saying. But where to go with with okay. um what's with Cali though? What's your take on Cameron and Jules Santana? Do you feel why did that end up being weird? Where Jules had to get away from Cam and get bored out of his contract? I like, wish what, what do you it think? never got weird. I wish it never got weird. I look at Cam and Jules as big bro, little bro. I love the Cam and Jules um, tandem. I wish we got more joints out of them. Um, I used to love listening to Cam and Jewels on High 97 and everything. Um, I'm a big, I was a big Jewels fan, 05, like that era. I rocked the Jewels heavy. I love Cam and Jewels on um, mixtapes together. I thought they had a lot of underground classics, a lot of mixtape joints together that were just fire. And obviously, a Jewels has to talk about, you know, I guess money issues. You have a Cam, whatever, and stuff like that. He leaked out. And stuff like that. So yeah, the Cam and Jewel split. I hated it. Let me roll with you. Amen. Yes. That's what I feel, man. You know. So overall, I'm a big, uh. Mm-hmm. So overall, how impactful is Cam? Like, what are we going to be doing with Cam when we do our 2000 appreciation? Is his is his impact going to be highlighted in 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 our new numerical ranking? Yes, Cam is going to be high. He's definitely off the top of my head. He's definitely in my top 15. I think Cameron gave some of the best DVD. I think Cameron gave some of the best hood DVD interviews. I thought he absolutely beat 50. In the interview, when Angie Martinez had both of them on the phone, 50 knows he lost that interview, which is why he ran to farming, which is why he ran to Farmingdale, Connecticut, and shot a video in his garage to this camp. The funeral. And then Cam right, so, responded. Uh, are, we, are we doing the Curtis? Curtis or funeral? Which one you like more? Um, I like both. I like of them. Curtis I enjoyed more. Enjoyed the back and forth. Um, Curtis. I like Curtis he, more. He he. he he made he made um so when 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 uh when when um which is funny because Uncasa said he likes funeral more. Uncasa said that really on his Uncasa really? untold stories. Yes, Uncasa said he felt he liked funeral as a diss better than Curtis. So I'm telling you that's what Uncasa. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree. I know. I'm that. I'm just giving you. I'm just telling you what Uncasa said. Um, what I thought was dope speakers, was speakers, speakers do the wop, the rims of the Macarena, like Okasa. I like I like when Cam said, "Oh, y'all want to stand on bikes and act like y'all surfing? I'm really gonna go into the streets and get on bikes and start surfing." <laughs> I really feel I'm going to show y'all I can be Killer. more hood and ignorant than y'all. So I really enjoyed that. And let's be real, Fifty Cent changed his album to Curtis because of Cam. That's what I said. Right. Cam gets under they skin. He got under whole mm-hmm. skin. He got under 50 skin. Like, Cam was someone you could not ignore. You just couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Listen, So um, another project I want to plug. Um, Cameron's mixtape, The Public Enemy mixtape with Pens and Tom Gifts. Yo, let, me tell you that brother, let me tell you, brother... That's what him and A Mafia is going ball with ball with each other. You want to know why I love A Mafia? 
Public Enemies mixtape. A Mafia. You want to know why I love A Mafia? Yeah, that double mixtape, Public Enemy. Yeah, that was a double mix CD. Yo, Pens is literally better than A Mafia. You, you do know that, right? Pens is nicer than A Mafia. You do know that, right? Uh, Pens is from Bronx. Did you know that? It's from the BX. I didn't ask you all that. Pens is nice. Let's try to, let's try to drip away. I'm a man. I'm a man. Listen. You, man, 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 listen. You, man, you, man, you man, I understand that. I mean, I mean, I mean, okay. So, okay. Where should I go? Give me some response to Pens. Okay. That's right. I just thought you can't do that. I know. I know. I know. Anyway, that that public enemy's mixer, my man, that was in heavy rotation when that joint came out. Like, heavy. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, that's I what love I'm Cam's yo, verse. Cam and, I love Cam. Yo, let's, I love let's, Cam's let's, verse on um the incarcerated Scarface's on um freestyle on Formaster Flex mixtape volume one when he's rapping with Charlie Baltimore. I met him at the DOP. Cam AOP, got AOP, some, AOP. Cam got crazy. Cam, Cam got some joints. Cam got some joints with Charlie Baltimore that will never see the light of day. But some of them were released on mixtape and they were fire. When Cam was running around, because remember when Cam and Charlie Baltimore was both on entertainment, they was doing a lot of stuff together. And boy, that incarcerated Scarface freestyle you're talking about was it's a five mic freestyle. How about that? It's a five mic freestyle. Do you agree? Yes, I would agree. Um, yeah, I would, I, would, I would agree with that. I would agree. I would agree. I would agree. All right, watch, man. That's what it is, man. I kill a Cam. Appreciation convo, brother. Take us home, my G. PSA Hip Hop, the home of soulful production. Soulful production, that's what we're doing. Are we, are we giving love to Kanye, early Kanye, with the soulful no. production? Why no. No. Because we're giving love to the Abbott. Because maybe if you want to go to 2004 and talk soulful production, I'm going back a little further. I'm going back to Tears. I'm going to After the Laughter. You know the Tears, the song with RZA and Ghost. You don't like? That's soul. Oh, God. All right. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy. Three and Watch. I know the vibes are ready, man.